You are listening to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, all right. Here we are back for one more episode, one more review before the finale. And as always, I'm Danny, the president of Let's Get Ready. And I am joined. I will end you. Uh, I'm always going to say this until like the, the end of the series, which is the next episode. So just, just one more episode. And as always, I'm joined here with these wonderful, beautiful ladies. One of the people that I love the most in this space that knows way more shit about MCU than me. Miss Amber and Miss Adelia, how are you girls doing? Fabulous. It's been, okay. uh, yeah, we're doing the thing. Oh my gosh. What about, what an episode, man. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, we we talked a little bit with some other people like yesterday, Adelia and me, like, and you, of course you can see this in the comments uh, that people say Twitter and everything. Like like all series, the 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 penultimate episode sometimes a little bit more slow because you you're like putting the seeds of the finale and stuff. But I, I gotta say, I was surprised that this episode started with a bang. Like the fight in the beginning, I miss that kind of fight. You know, like that raw fight in the inter inter soldier style, like three people going at each other, shaky camera. Not a lot of cuts, but when you cut, you do like something very good. Like, uh, what do you girls think about that fight? I know that some of you have some very interesting thoughts. Uh, listen, nobody, nobody fucks on my man's wings like that. I know that they're giving him new wings. I get it. But John Walker and I are not friends. We're broken up and fighting. Actually, him and the U.S. government are broke up, broken up and fighting. So everybody's mad at him. It's fine. And I am especially mad at him because you don't mess with my man's wings. But that being said, that fight was legitimately dope. It was so good. And they never actually confirmed that John took the serum, but we knew it. They didn't mm -hmm. confirm it until like after the fight. It was so good. It was like wild and unbridled and nuts. And the part where Sam rubbed the blood on the shield, I was just like, ah, yeah. ah, ah. It like it, it affected me. It messed with me, but it was just amazing. I, I was hoping Bucky wasn't hurt because it's it's Bucky and you know our sweet our sweet angel baby. Um, he needs to be protected at all costs because he's precious. Um, but like <laughs> that fight scene was dope. That's that's really you know, yeah. I uh, I was noticing while watching it the parallels between that fight scene and the one at the end of Civil War between Cap, Bucky, and Tony, mm -hmm. and um, I thought it was 
not as emotionally impactful this one, but I thought the fight was actually a better fight than mm-hmm. Captain and Bucky was. Um, so th- it was brutal at points when like they broke Walker's arm to get the shield off of him. Oh, wow, that was I love that. That was a moment <laughs> that I don't think I'll forget for a while. The sound of. And um, there, there was just some visceral hits in that that fight that I don't recall having actually seen something that, you know, violent before in an MCU film. Yeah, I mean, uh, that goes off the stuff that we talked about last week, that this series, like, you can... You can make a case that if you watch Winter Soldier, you watch Civil War, and you watch the series is like a trilogy, like in terms of tone and rhythm. And we, of of course, I like that. Here's the thing: I love the MCU. Of course, I'm doing the show, but I I have a lot of critics towards the MCU the way that they portray the film sometimes. Like, I don't like the formula of the MCU. Like, a lot of films for me is very bland. Like, it's the same stories, the same arcs. The characters are different, but they feel same roles. I think the MCU shines when they either put something in the mix that, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, that is, like, the space crazy opera, or Ant-Man, that is a heist movie, or Winter Soldier, that is a political thriller of sorts, or they don't go with the formula. And that's what the series has done. And to be very honest with you, that's where the TV shows, and Amber always made this very case on the WandaVision review series, that, yes, you're correct, Amber. TV shows, they allow MCU to go to some routes, do some things that they're not going to do in a main movie. They're not going to bring that level of violence in an MCU move like for the family, you know. They're not going to talk about very sensitive subjects, you know. The industry doesn't go that route. Look, they did. They talk a little bit of political analogies and metaphors on Star Wars, and we know what happened after the Last Jedi. So overall, I like this new route that the MCU is thinking of. And once again, uh, I think that comes back to Zemo. Because I think he, we don't know, maybe he's going to appear in the next episode. I did, I told him some theories about that. But I like the send-off. I think once again, once again the, uh, Daniel Bros portrayal of Zemo really, really created something very special. Why do you girls think that the whole exchange between him and Bucky, and basically he, okay, I'm going with the Dormy Lodge. See you. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's one of those things where I have a feeling he didn't really have a choice at that moment because we've seen the the, the Dora Milaje in, in action and Zemo, while, you know, badass and can do things, I, there, there's no fighting three Dora Milaje. And we're going to see him again. They're bringing him to the raft. 10 of 10, I have a feeling that something's going to happen and, the, and people are going to get out of the raft, as per the huge. Um because the raft, yeah, the raft is so so safe. Okay, oh, okay. 
Um, you know, nobody's ex- nobody's escaped from the wrath before, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just lock everybody up in there. That's a great idea. Um, but yeah, so so I mean, basically, what's going to happen is they're going to toss people in the raft, and they're all going to get out later on for you know whatever random plot point. But um, I I'm I love Zemo. I think he's a great kind of anti-hero, like. Mm-hmm. He, he delves really well. Like, he stands right on the line between anti-hero and villain because he's fun to watch and he's he's a mess. And, like, he has valid reasons behind what he does. He has very valid convictions. And I think that's one of the things that makes him a good villain because the other two villains that I can think of that had good convictions were Thanos and uh, Killmonger. Yeah. So if you think about those those villains in relation to Zemo... When we first met Zemo, he didn't really have good convictions. He was just doing bad things because he was mad. And now this like this show has given him brilliant convictions. They've given him resources beyond your wildest dreams. And they've given him the ability to basically, you know, you can really mess some stuff up. Because it's what, it's what I expect from him. He's, he's going to mm-hmm. be great. Also, how did we feel about... Uh, about Val coming in. We we got our we got our new character, guys. I mean, Julia Louise Dreyfus has joined the MCU. How about that? All I know is I was like, oh that was my reaction. I I, I love her. The purple hair, the purple streak is tight, because we all know my love of multicolored hair. Um so good. Yeah, yeah I'm a little you? curious to see um how she's gonna fit in. Mm-hmm. to this story like are we going to see her again in this next episode what is her you know why does she want to, to get john walker to you know motivate john walker to do whatever the heck it is he's going to do mm-hmm. and um who's she working with and like she was she's apparently supposed to be in the black widow movie i've heard about that and uh, so that was supposed to be before this, obviously. So yeah. I'm curious to see what her role in the Black Widow movie is. And, you know, is she working with someone to put together a, a team like the Thunderbolts? Is she working with Sharon Carter to do whatever it is they're doing? Like, there's a whole lot of questions surrounding her. And I'm really curious to see where it goes from there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think she's either working on a the Thunderbolts or b a precursor to the Thunderbolts, and it makes me wonder how we're going to see her funnel it down to that point, because obviously John Walker is, you know, we're we're going to get we we may get U.S. agent by the end of the next episode, with his jank, Captain Doink shield that he put <laughs> together with gum and tape and hope. Like, oh, I'm gonna put this all together. And a metal. There's a metal there as well. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put my metal on here. I'm like surprised he didn't get sticky tack from the store and just like blip. There you go. <laughs> I'm 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 a superhero, guys. And and not to give not to give Wyatt Russell any shit because he has done a fantastic job. Yeah. There is no hate. Oh, it's yeah. just if you like John Walker. And I'm calling people out straight up. Anybody who's been controversial on Twitter and has said stupid shit. If you like John Walker, 
like actually like him and don't just understand that he's a villain with, you know, in a TV show, then you may have some issues and you may need to, I don't know, talk to somebody like a therapist, maybe have yeah. them run through your Twitter account and tell you to shut up. Seems like a good idea. What? Yeah. Walker Walker isn't the isn't evil incarnate. You can understand look, every villain and I think this all ties in what, what you you girls are saying about Zemo, the Rev, Thunderbolts. Here's the thing. All villains they are immoral beings. You can understand their point of view, but they do something, they cross that, that line and you cannot go with that anymore. That's the difference between a good villain and a hero. Zemo, on the other hand, he's a person that crossed the line, then goes back, then cross, then goes back. And he outlasted Thanos now. Like, he survived his second appearance. It's only him and Sam's Rock, Sam Rockwell character from Iron Man 2 that's like, he's the only villains alive. Marvel doesn't give their villains with some expect some uh, exceptions like Killmonger, Thanos, Loki, of course. They don't give them like the space and time for them to develop, but they are doing this with Zemo, so I'm liking this. And as 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 Adelia said, and you girls said about the raft, Thunderbolts, Zemo was part of the Thunderbolts in the comics. Like I can see where this is going. Uh, the the Val character. For me, it was a little bit strange because it was right after that emotional scene with Walker, like talking with the senators, and then shows up this this tall woman, like, "Hey, hey, hello," and they sits between him and his wife. <laughs> For me, it was okay. Are you like the dark Nick Fury now, like the the Nick Fury of the villains team? And let me talk to you about the Thunderbolts initiative. I, I think that's very interesting. I, uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see her role on Black Widow, as your girl said. And the whole thing about Walker, man. I think this so, series has done a great job with, uh, with highlighting the gray areas of his character, for sure. So I will say this. Um, to help you understand, and I've already had a pretty deep discussion about this with somebody else. Uh, Valina Allegra de, de La Fontaine uh, is a high-level espionage agent in the MC or in Marvel. Um, mm -hmm. She legitimately, like, she was courted by Shield to become an, an agent and became a high-ranking member of Shield. Delia, you with us? Yeah, my my head like, hurts, so I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, it's I was it's like very stiff trust everything from about here all the way down my back yeah. I'm like yeah we're dying yeah <laughs> but um so just it, it's it, there's a lot to her but also i believe like i think that she may at some point become madam hydra but i don't know how so yeah. anybody can, can can correct me do so in the comments that's fine but I, I have heard a lot of different things, and I know that she has a lot of story arc. So I'm very intrigued to see what she's going to be and how they're going to portray her and if she's going to be hero, anti-hero, or villain. So I'm super, super intrigued. Um, as, for, as for what I said about you know liking villains, 
it is okay to like villains. It is okay to appreciate them. I'm a huge fan of Draco Malfoy, and he's like whatever he is. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh, I always have been. Um, uh, but like I, I legitimately I loved Killmonger. I thought he was a great villain. I, I think well, Nemo's great. I thought Thanos. I understood Thanos's point. I wouldn't do what Thanos did, but I understood. So it's one of those things where I can understand and resonate with the story and the arc, but I'm not. I I don't side with you know going in that direction. And I think that's the problem with John Walker and people who romanticize who he is yeah because it is completely possible to have flaws but when you take those flaws and you use them against other people out of jealousy that's where you become not honorable and And remember what zemo said there is a problem of deifying people make people symbols and like make them like life role models like, be careful of that, guys. I love Darth Vader. I think he's one of the best villains. I don't want to kill children or, like, go into lava and have a miserable life for the rest of eternity just to die at the hands yeah. of my son. That is not a good life. No. You can't you can seem like a badass, like the cape and everything, but it's not a good life. And to that point... I think that, of course, we had ideally, and I were having a discussion with uh, Chris Ingle. Shout out to Ingle, he's on our Discord, and he was saying, "Oh, th- this series seems like a very like exp- extended movie uh, in comparison to what Vision that really looked like like a TV series." Yeah. I can understand the point of view of some people, and of course, we're going to talk a little bit about like there was a cut storyline, but let let give this a little bit more towards the end. But I have I have to say that, like the way they they treated Zemo's character, a TV show like this is the best place to talk about subjects that are sensitive. I'm not American. But Brazil has its fair share of terrible history about slavery and all the problems we have with racism. Mm-hmm. I never would expect that Marvel have the guts or the creators of these shows to have the guts to do the conversation that we had with uh, Isaiah and Sam. It was yeah. a very powerful and uh, emotional scene in my opinion it was very difficult to hear and of course i'm not going to overstep my place as a white foreigner not my place i'm not even american to to tell about you guys story but i think overall as a viewer that scene did something that civil war had a lot of problems to do and even like batman versus superman had some problems to do it was like tying the emotional layer with the political social layer like now i understand that sam didn't want to take the shield one because of a personal hesitation to be like steve not think that he's like steve but now i also understand there is a not deeper layer that that legacy the symbol of the shield of captain america for the black community for black americans is very different from for white americans and I think 
I think we have to talk about the execution of that scene. What you girls think? Um, so I have to give sh I have to give props to to my buddy Dwayne. Um, we were on the PJ Campbell Network uh, water mm -hmm. cooler chat about the same thing, and it was really good to have a productive conversation. So mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those things where race is a very hard topic to talk about, especially as a white person who mm -hmm. can be you know, relatively considered as, I mean, somebody who's privileged and is, is the beneficiary of that privilege. Um, but something very, very important is that Marvel is doing something amazing with the product. They're able mm -hmm. to get this message out to people who maybe are trying to ignore some of this message or are not necessarily hearing that discourse all the time in their face. Because as, as a white ally, I am easily able to remove myself from the conversation when I want to. And that's not fair. Um, that's something that, you know, black people can't just, you know, turn off the color of their skin and remove themselves from their lives. They can't remove themselves from racism and stigmatic oppression and, you know, all of that. And it's a really hard topic. It's a really hard discussion to have, especially when, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily us that people really want to hear it from because, mm -hmm. you know, th there's, there's things such as white saviorship and things like that. But Marvel is doing a great job of putting this out there appropriately and making sure that people are hearing the narrative and getting to see true struggles. It's a really, it's a really hard, a hardship to, to drive or a hard boat to drive. Um, and I'm proud of them for what they're doing. I'm proud of them for the honesty. I'm proud, like I'm proud to see and saddened to see, you know, that there, there's an entire storyline that compares, you know, Isaiah Bradley's entire arc is literally basically what happened to the Tuskegee Airmen and experimentation post or during World War II by the Nazis on, on you know, people in internment camps. It's, it's one of those things that's just, it's those dark Mars and moments in our history that are very real and are being pointed out to people and they don't even understand how important it is. It's as important as the entire season arc of, of the first season of Watchmen on HBO. Mm -hmm. yes, and of course. it's, it is poignant and it's in your face and they are telling you very plainly what's going on and they're not making any bullshit about it. They, they, they're not going to, they don't want to let there be a black captain America, but by the end of this series, I'm hoping we are to going be. to, yeah, exactly. We're going to see Sam with one. his cool new vibranium suit and his amazing shield that was meant for him, given to him by Steve Rogers. And Captain Doink is going to disappear Captain off into the Doink. fucking sunset. <laughs> he, he really is. He's like Captain Doink. I'm going to put this on here. Captain Doink's going to roll off into the sunset like the tumbleweed he freaking is with his, with his overgrown beard and his weird goofy punchable face sorry Wyatt I'm so sorry he I, don't really he has, uh, I don't think you're punchable I just think your character is punchable and he's gonna just he's gonna go be US agent whatever 
with his fake ass shield. And we're going to see a real Captain America who can step into the actual shoes of Steve Rogers. That's what I want. And we're going to see a black man carry the mantle of Captain America. And that is important. That is important for everything that we are in this country because God damn it. Yes. That's what I want. I want to see, want to see true, real equality. Thank you. How about you, Adina? Absolutely. Like, I think it's very important, especially with the way things are in the country at the moment, to um, see that reflected in the show is a big deal. And, you know, they've gone to places with that in the show that I wasn't expecting. But at the same time, it's some absolutely amazing storytelling that went down with the conversation between uh, Sam and Isaiah. Like, that's an important conversation that never would have happened if this had been a film instead of a TV exactly. series. Yeah. And it's just, it was like, I can't speak to it from a, a, you know, an emotional point of view because of the color of my skin, but it really impacted me just listening to Isaiah and what he'd gone through. So. Yeah. It's a very tough story to hear. And look, Alan Moore, like uh, Amber just mentioned, Watchmen. Alan Moore did an interview here in Brazil almost five years ago now. And you cannot say that Alan Moore doesn't understand superheroes, come on. And he said that he's he thinks it's ridiculous and terrifying that superhero genre is that big right now. He always thought that superheroes are a modern retail of supremacist ideas. The idea of super, like, beings above all, you know. And you cannot say that Alan Moore, like, regardless if you agree with him or not, he understands superhero, for God's sake. He is one of the greatest creators of comic books ever. And I think that even ties with what Amber was saying about people that are identifying in a wrong way with John Walker, like, but to counter Mr. Moore's point, a lot of new modern creators of comics try to take off this controversial origins of superheroes to more like portraying heroes as immigrants, as people that are part of social minorities. And it's time for big media comic book adaptations to talk about, to go into these topics. That's where Marvel can do, like, when they have the X-Men, you're going to see way more about minority and races and homophobia and everything. Like, the X-Men, they, they also are, like, a big part of this. So I give props to the creators. I think it was very important. I want to see like the repercussions after the series ends because I think that's the path that Marvel should go. Like they are at, they can make the big events and the space battles and bad half people die. But you also need two characters talking about stuff like this. It's important. It's important for the next generations. Because people are going to see the series, people are going to see the, mo the movies. Like, like Star Wars for, is for me like there are going to be children that their Star Wars is the MCU. 
and that's going to help have a better point of view in the world and stop all the idiotic ideas that's, that are still around here. Anyway, I think for, for us to end is that I like the the rest of like making the seeds of the series. I like the whole montages of Sam, like the music. It was good. It was funny to see Bucky flirting with Sarah. <laughs> I like yeah. that interaction. But and I got to say, like, he's like. But I but I need but I need to to ask you girls that because Adelia pointed out to me earlier. The flag smashers, like they are the villains. Like probably the next episode is going to be the battle for Carly's souls. Is she going to die? Is she going to be redeemed in a sort of way? But Idilia has mentioned that there was supposed to be a lot of more about them. Like the series was supposed to focus a way more about them, but they cut it out because of what? What was the story again, Idilia? Like a virus or something? Well the the thought that's going around is that the storyline was about a global virus that's spreading and like if you go back to the second episode when uh they you know are loading up those trucks and bucky goes in to see what the hostage um situation was in that one truck they were stealing vaccines and it's like yep. what were the vaccines for well it's supposedly for this virus that was going around but that of course is way too close to home right now so they cut out the storyline entirely and that's why we don't have as much of the flag smashers as we probably would have and probably why the the um series is six episodes instead of eight because they had to condense everything down um that they were able to to shoot so so do you think by of course by doing this, and I think it was a right move. Nobody needs to to go on that subject yet. Do you girls think that this compromised, like the portrayal of the flag smash, like they are not like Aragon's uh, not as invested in Carly and her crew because you haven't seen them a little bit, or you think that has an effect that they they are still working for for you girls. Um, I, I don't mind the arc. Um, I think that, I think, I, I think the problem is the flag smashers were tertiary. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that they were really ever intended to be the main situation here. I think the main situation was John Walker and, and the shield and what that shield meant. And mm -hmm. both Bucky and Sam coming to terms with their life post blip post Steve mm -hmm. and building their actual friendship. Because remember when this started and they were literally anti each other and arguing the whole time? And they did like, you know, this awkward relationship exercise where they had to like go knee to crotch for like 10 minutes apparently and stare into each other's eyes longingly. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what? <laughs> um, I was a shipper once, it's fine. Um, but like they, they went, they, by the end of this episode, they were like hugging and broing, and yeah. doing all. And then there's Sam like doing all these flips and like basically shanking himself with a freaking shield. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm here for it. And so, 
I think that more of the series was about the relationships, the coping, and the legacy, and yes. not about the Flag Smashers. This, the Flag Smashers are really tertiary. And do I think that that's going to stay that way? I don't know. I think they were a means to an end because it looks like they cut out a bigger piece of this entire thing with the vaccine thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think a lot has changed about the series and kind of has been mal like malleable. So I don't know. What do you think? I mean, there's definitely, you can tell that there's stuff missing because things happen just so quickly in certain situations. And I, I, I don't know what to, to like. I understand why they did it because mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to put out, you know, product about a global pandemic in the middle of an actual global pandemic. <laughs> yeah. That's not really the escapism that people, you know, get out of films and TV shows and things. So it's, um, I, I really don't know what else to say about it, to be perfectly honest. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think entertainment, entertainment doesn't necessarily needs to be escapism, but like there is time for that stuff. You know, you don't need to do it right fucking now. You can like, wait a little bit. Like I had some conversation with people that were trying to make movies about COVID and everything. I was like, guys, that's not that's not the focus right now. Like. We can. We are definitely going to talk a lot about this for the coming ages. Let's focus on other stuff in terms of creative environment. Anyway, I think these are the most stuff that we can talk about. Well, this episode, it was, like I said, after the fight, slow episode, seeds, interactions, Zemo and Buck and Sam come together. <laughs> And Mr. John Walker going to the dark side, fully embracing the dark side, seems. The doink side. The doink side. <laughs> the doink side. So, I have to ask, because I know that Justin also asked this to you, Amber, when WandaVision was happening. Mm -hmm. What you girls are expecting for the big finale next Friday? Um... Uh, I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see some shit. I think we're gonna get John Walker being crazy. We're gonna see Sam with the shield. I think. I think it's just gonna be a mess, but not like a bad mess. I think it's gonna. I, I do also think we're gonna see Zemo again. So I don't know how, but I think we're gonna see him again. Mm. Um, yeah. Never, never forget that Zemo was the thing that kickstarted the real series going with his. Damn dad dancing in Madripoor. <laughs> All right. Yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, no, like I, it's, I have no idea. I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get catharsis on the flag smashers. I think we're going to get a, a pretty big fight, no matter who's fighting. And I think I'm just ready for whatever it is, whatever we're going to see. I'm just ready for it. I'm not going to call anything because the last time I said anything, Mephisto did not show up. <laughs> no, I tried to forget about it. It was a lot of people that called that. Amber, it's not your fault. Dear. <laughs> How about you? I honestly don't think we're going to see Zemo again. I mean, he's off to the raft and 
unless it's some sort of post credit scene at the end of the show on uh, next week. I don't, I just don't see it. I'm, I'm I mean, curious to see if we'll yeah. see uh, Torres with uh, a repaired version of Sam's wings because Sam did leave uh, the wings there with Torres and Torres in the comic books is, uh, you know, of course the, the Falcon after Sam becomes Cap. So I'm curious to see if that will happen. Um, I, I really feel like Carly's going to die. I don't want her to, but I feel like she's going to die. And um, I, I'm curious to see what happens with John Walker because something's going to happen. <laughs> you know, so. I, I just realized we completely forgot the power broker. We oh, haven't yeah. even seen them yet. So, I mean, we might find I, out who the power broker is. We might not. I don't know. Who, who feels like it might be Thaddeus I'm more convinced than ever that Sharon Carter is not the power broker. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hated that. Like I can see why people thought of that, like rewatching the episodes, like like but it doesn't fit, man. It doesn't fit. Oh a a soldier going rogue or maybe playing double agent. Okay, I, I buy it, but like no, now I am evil and I'm going to create super soldiers because cause. <laughs> you know, like doesn't yeah. fit. Uh, I would go with the with Ross theory that's Amber and that amber said i think might be him if there is actually a person that we already know like they're they're saying it is i think makes sense i think ultimately the, the this finale is going to be like a battle for carly so like is sam right she can be redeemed like she's not a bad person or is zima right no no she's far too gone if i was making a series i would make kill her because i like proving zima right but Maybe they're going to just escape the question and make like John Walker kills Carly. Like that makes sense because she killed Lamar. So yeah, I think well, it's going to yeah, be it's going to be something. Um, I'm I'm really really pumped to see what's going to happen. Yeah, and I, I do want to know who the power broker is. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're going to be right this time. If we haven't sense. already seen the power broker and it's not Val. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense if it's wow. I think one of the important things to think of is that Zemo knew the power broker from before everything went down in Civil War, and he continually referred to him with male pronouns. So I don't think it's Val. I don't think it's Sharon. I think it's somebody that we haven't seen on screen in the series yet. I think Thunderbolt Ross is a good shout for it. Or it's somebody completely that we haven't um, thought of yet. And I'm really curious to see who it is. But as the time is ticking down in this series, I'm not sure we're going to get that answer here. But I wonder if we might get it in um, Black Widow. We might. I mean, might. I, I do think I, I can't wait till it comes out. Hopefully we're going to get all the answers that we've been looking for and the things that haven't been answered thus far, I think over the next couple of months, so. Yeah. 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 That's good. Thank you, girls. Now it's the Thank my you. favorite part of this show. Not the ending, but going to the list. I love the list. But it's not your list, Amber. It's Idea's list because we have a lot of stuff on the website and the merch. 
You can find me on Twitter at Adelia Chambo. I tweet from the Let's Get Ready Network account. That's at Let's Get Ready Net. We have a website, Let's Get Ready Network.com. There's a link on there to the merch store where you can get some really cool things like this. And um, we just we put up match reports and, and latest news and stuff like that on the uh, website. I work really hard on it. It'd be nice if you guys could go there, leave a comment on a post you read or something. Um, we've got no. the Twitch channel up and going. That's twitch.tv slash LGR network. Please go there and follow and come hang out whenever we do a stream. We're doing a more gaming streams over there, uh, trying to get to affiliate status, and we're so close. Um, and then uh, once the Holocron comes back, that'll be on Twitch. We're going to do the Night Sisters, I believe, on Twitch. So um, lots of fun stuff going on over there. Woo! Now, Amber, your list. My list is way shorter. I'm Takara Kanashi. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Stereo, Letterbox, and Twitch. Uh, it's right here. Um, I am here on LGR doing the gold standard on Tuesdays at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Uh, we talk about all the FCL, First Class League stuff. Uh, right here, LGR reviews, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I have a feeling I'm probably going to be involved in Loki. So just letting you know. Uh, wow, and the Night crap. Sisters, as Adelia was talking about. Um, I hang out over at Video Drew's channel um, as a mod with Adelia and with Danny. And we do all things. We do things over there. So, you know, I hang out with the same people everywhere. And I'm part of the squad over on the PJ Campbell Network. Uh, you can see me in yesterday's uh, episode of the Water Cooler Chat and tonight on the Unwind, where we will be telling call to action that their food bracket is dumb and basically eliminating wow. subway in the first four seconds. Cause I don't know how that happened. And <laughs> basically I blame Ferris Muthana, but um, <laughs> yeah, he, listen, he had something to do with that. And I don't understand how the frick did subway win. Um, yeah. We're going to correct. We're going to write some wrongs. So that's probably going to be, me and Maxwell and PJ and possibly Sean and who knows else. Um, and you can also see me as the mediocre interviewer on Show Me Naughty. That was Friday's uh, Friday's fun episode where we're trying to find Rachel Silvestrini love for her birthday. Look. There might be some famous people on that show eventually. Look, I just, I just want to put it out. And I'm not catering to the crew of that show, but Amber can be a lot of things. She's not mediocre, never. Oh, I named myself mediocre host or interviewer. Yeah, but I know, I know I'm not actually mediocre. Even you Thank can you be wrong, Miss Amber. It was a joke. I know, I know, I'm joking with you Make as well. It, anyway, uh, you can also always find st the stuff here on audio feed. Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, the National Brazilian Podcast Network. I'm kidding. That last one doesn't exist. I actually told that joke like in the main show yesterday and Justin believed it for a second. <laughs> you know, if there are things in this life that Justin will arbitrarily believe, that's something I'm not surprised that happened. Um, Danny, where can we find you, buddy? Yeah, you can find me 
sometimes doing live in the dark as of right now live in the dark with video drew is in a little bit of a break drew is nice. dealing with stuff but we are going to be back sooner rather than later of course we're going to do something for the finale here i'm doing a little bit more of the main show because i they need more class on the main show you know and i'm the president so and Actually, you know what? in your own mind yeah you're the president of your own whatever you are but <laughs> we were pretty classy last friday on the show you, you me were. and andrew together um adelia always classes up the joint too so go team it's amazing we're awesome thank you <laughs> and that's it girls i think I think we uh, we are going to for a ride next week, and I'm uh, very glad I get to talk with you. It's going to be dope. Also, guys, like, subscribe, tell everybody about the channel. Tell us, yeah. tell people what we're doing. Tell everybody about us. We want to see you here. We want to try to get to 700 here at the LGR. Let's get ready network. Um, and you know what to do. Do the thing. And with that said, go to Twitch. I play Doom there, and I play very well. Because I'm awesome. Yeah, bye bye. Yeah.